0: This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions.
1: You're listening to All Things Azrath, Episode 704, Bad News Bear. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Nearly $500,000 to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more.
0: Coming to you from the exotic
1: land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maidros! The commander of the Fell and master of demons, Van Death! The non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty! And the high priestess of the Everlight, Ellie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work, it's the internet, just go with it! They are bringing you your news from the World of Warcraft! This is all things Azeroth. I mean, I don't know, exotic land, Canada. I mean, no, I, don't, I don't think so. Welcome back to all things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host Medros, and with me, I have Ally. Hey, Ally, how you doing?
2: Oh, hi, hi. I'm good.
1: I decided to go with you first this time. Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you special? I know. Th-
2: Threw me off a little bit. I was like, you know, writing for the normal toast stuff. I'm like, oh, that's my name.
1: That that is your name.
2: (laughs) I'm good. I I am happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about WoW. I'm very excited to talk about certain afterlives. And just so much exciting things happening.
1: Oh, didn't you know that they rescinded that afterlives? We're not talking about it today?
2: No, no, we're talking about it.
1: No, no, it's done. We're not, we're, we're good. They're,
2: no, they're no, we're talking lines. about it. Nope, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> we're talking about it. What did I miss while I was gone? <laughs> you missed so uh, much, dude.
1: Apparently, <laughs> apparently, even if you don't pay attention for a couple weeks, you miss a lot. <laughs> How you doing, Trusty? I'm
3: doing okay. I'm feeling a lot better than I was last week. Oh, geez, that was that good. was rough. Yeah, I know that feeling. Zero out of ten would not do again. <laughs>
1: Take you the week off, or, or trying to do what you were doing last week,
3: being like it was last week. Gotcha. Yeah, that was not that was not ideal, especially because it was a long weekend too. Was it? Yes. That, was, that was last
1: week, right? Yes, that was last week. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was last. You know, it was it was March 89th or something, right?
3: Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was. I didn't. I didn't enjoy my September long. <sighs> oh well. I'm better now, that's all that matters, and I'm ready to talk about some WoW.
1: Well, that's good, because this is a WoW podcast, and, you know, we don't have any hockey to talk about anymore, so that's good.
2: I mean, yeah,
1: I guess. There's no hockey to talk about. There, there is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. There.
2: <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about it.
1: <laughs> well, you 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 have the most recent uh, stinging of, uh, of loss, so yes, <laughs> I bet you don't.
2: How are you? How how are you? You didn't say how you're doing. Uh,
1: I'm good. Uh, tried the Popeyes chicken sandwich today. Uh, ten out of ten would absolutely do again. Like five of them, if they weren't so expensive.
2: <laughs> five of them. They are. <laughs> would you like to stack them on top of each other? Or not like
1: at the same time? I mean, one <laughs> after the other. I, I can squish
2: it, shove it in. I take my time.
1: It's not not in a rush. <laughs> uh, but I absolutely understand now why those things were so popular. Uh, when they first came out, those are yep. so good. And and they're finally in Canada, so yay! Yay! <laughs> have you have you had Popeyes chicken toasty? No, I mean
3: I don't do fast food that much these days anyway. So
1: okay, think of KFC but crispier and juicier, and that's okay. a piece of Popeyes chicken it is like it is by far the best chicken I've had in my life.
3: I'll I'll have to take your word for it on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't done fast food in
1: months at this point. Well, I will have to take you out for Popeye sometime then. Okay. Just I won't like, a say piece no to or two. Food. Just a piece
3: or two I'm a, fat, all, uh, yeah. I'm a fat kid, I won't say no to food. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I hope you're not eating fast food. Has had some benefits, at least, not just you know, oh, yeah. not, not having the enjoyment of food.
3: Yeah, that's good. Well, it's been good.
1: Uh, and uh, I, I think it, it it has slowly dawned on me why you both have dogs. Like they're awesome because
2: they're amazing.
1: Yeah, I I did not know how much I mis- was missing having a dog. Like,
3: it's a pretty great companion
1: in life, I gotta say. Yeah. Two out of three breaks today was spent cuddling a dog. Ten, 20 out of 10 would do it again. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're finally
3: enjoying that dog life. It's, it's a I
1: fantastic mean, life. I had the dog life back when I was, you know, up to 18. And and, and then apartments don't like dogs, so no dog. True. True. So, so sad. Very sad. But now I got a dog again. Well, it's not my dog; it's a, it's, it's a roommate's dog. But but we love the dog, so it's all good.
2: Yay! It's cute too.
1: It's an adorable dog, though it's got, got some some issues to deal with. But
2: yeah, a lot of them do.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh, how was your week while well there, Toasty?
3: It was pretty good. Um, I've been doing the Horde campaign. Uh, in an effort to get the tail, the two sides to every tail, and I finally accomplished that, so I was pretty happy about that.
2: Grats! Uh, uh,
3: thank you. Um, it, 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 I I thought for some reason I thought I had to complete the uh, the eternal palace, not eternal palace, the Nazgatar race. Oh, for some reason I thought to complete that and the related storyline in order to. Um, to finish that off, but no, just had to complete the Zildazar scenario, and that was it. I didn't even have to do the raid, which was, you know, it was great.
2: Nice.
0: Because
3: uh, doing the raid there would have meant having to do LFR, and I didn't want to put myself through that. <laughs> so I got the two sides of retail done, so I, I've, got, I've got those fancy mounts, and as far as my mount farms have gone, that's the most success I've had in acquiring mounts over the past couple weeks. Um, still been doing like the normal uh, mount farming stuff. So I've been going. I've been hitting up ICC. I've been hitting up Blackrock Foundry, and um, a bunch of other raids, and I've had no luck there. Um, outside of that, I've been spending some time in beta, just uh, going through some of the. Some of the quests that I've kind of neglected for the past little bit, like ever since Torgas got switched to f- talking from Torgast to Tor to actually having to do the quest and all that other stuff to unlock. And I, I had been neglecting that in favor of other stuff to do in beta. But so I finally went through that whole quest line. It's a short quest line, but it's, it's, there's a lot of back and forth and you, you learn some interesting things about all about the ma and all that other stuff which i'm obviously not going to get into um but uh what else did i done i spent last night running a bunch of dungeons in the beta too and man some of these dungeons are so much fun except for the first boss in oh what's the, what's the name of that dungeon
2: necrotic wake
3: yeah the first boss in necrotic wake not so fun did, it's it's still overtuned. Yeah, did not appreciate those worms chasing me down, and that that stacking debuff is not nice. The rest of the dungeon was was really cool. Uh, there was that other Venthyr dungeon where I got to use my uh, my covenant abilities, which which was helping in, with us in terms of like clearing trash because that my covenant ability for that specific dungeon was turning one of the enemy mobs into a friendly thing. And normally they would attack, except I don't think our tanks were ever tanking mobs near my recently turned NPC. So it didn't. Act yeah, I think it only happened well. once. Yeah. yeah, but you know the ability was there. Um, what else have I done? Oh, I'm leveling up some characters again. I. I'm 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 having a weird indecision when it comes to which characters I'm leveling up, so I've been switching between uh my Dark Iron Paladin and my Mistweaver Monk. And I've been having fun on both of those I haven't decided like which of those two I'm gonna level up And come Shadowlands. Plus I'm also throwing a demo lock in the mix because after playing so much on my troll demo lock, like I discovered how much fun I was having with it. I'm like, maybe I should maybe I should make one in Alliance and play around with that a lot. Cause like Lord knows as far as my horde character goes, it generally goes ignored until the end of the expansion. So I might use my boost that I get with Shadowlands to to boost the demo lock. I just have to decide a race leaning Worgen at this point just because a bunch of those customizations that are coming for Worgen are really cool.
1: Did you do the digital pre-order or are you just waiting until you get to see?
3: So I did digital basic okay. pre-order just to, just to get access to it and all that stuff. And, and so that does maybe give the
1: boost, right? Right.
3: The only reason I did that was to get access to the allied races so I could make my Pandaren DK which is another thing I started leveling up this week. And, um, uh, But uh, no access to boost. But I'm not too worried about that. Like when I get it, I get it.
1: Yeah, I use my my boost on the Volpira.
3: I haven't unlocked those yet. I'm waiting until Shadowlands at this point, so I don't have to do all the rep grinds. Fair enough. But that's that's about it for my past couple weeks. And wow, how about you guys?
2: Well, I was well as you know, Toasty. I was a part of those dungeon runs last night. (laughs) which was fun. Manny and chat was there. Actually, it was one organizing it. It was a lot of fun. It was great seeing those dungeons, seeing how they've come along since Alpha. And, you know, I'm already doing some some brainstorming for my show (laughs) for way down the road when I get to that point. But it was just fun in general to be able to see them and, play around a bit and help test them and kind of leave some feedback and whatnot. Uh, I have also been doing mat runs, and this past week none of them have been successful. And I'm also working on Two Sides of Every Tale. I am further behind than what I initially was thinking. I don't know if I'm going to get it done in time. But I'm I'm sure going to try. <laughs> I still have questing to do in Nazmir and Voldoon. But I'm also not rushing through it because I want to actually enjoy the story and read the quests and I mean, I saw Hyreek last night and I got all excited because it's one of the Loas, so it's, it's nice to see more of the story from that perspective. I wish I would have done this sooner in the expansion because it is a good story and I am enjoying it. Just, you know, time, time is a thing. Time is a thing I don't always have.
3: I gotta say, it's nice to know the context behind some of the dungeons that I've been running
2: for. Right. For for Good chunk of the Expansion.
3: Because, oh man, all those Horde dungeons. I had no idea what was going on.
2: Right. Exactly. (laughs) But we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Uh, I might, I might get it done time. I don't know. (laughs) But that's about it. I didn't really do any islands this week yet. I might do some tonight if I'm still awake enough after the show. We'll see. But yeah, just kind of tooled around in beta a little bit beyond those dungeons. Started opening up Torghast again after... is the first time I opened it up after the wipe. Second time? Something like that. And really getting a feel for how the new shadow system is playing out now that I'm actually starting to play it more with questing and whatnot and I went through the Ardenweald I won't won't get spoilers but for those of you who go Night Fae there's, there's this little event you take place in and uh, after you commit to Night Fae and it's, it's just so much fun and I love it and I did it again last night and I just was reminded of how great it is that, that's about it. Cool. How how about you, Medros?
1: So before I get into how my week was, I have a story—not my story, but somebody else's story. Uh, though first, I have a quick question: um, Have either of you done runs at Invincible and had success? <laughs> no. <laughs> you,
3: you can't succeed at Invincible runs,
1: so he- you you would know if I did. You're you're right about that. I I, I would have heard it from you. <laughs> <laughs> So, a friend of mine uh, quit just before Burning Crusade. Uh, came back uh, recently, uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, leveled his character up. And uh, got up to 120. And really didn't really feel like there was a lot for him at the time. So, um, he used to love collecting mounts. And um, there's some that he had tried for back in vanilla and he had no success with. So, he, he was hoping to try again. Um, and there's something he was excited for when he had quit uh he was just he really burned out and and finances were an issue for him uh so he hadn't really had a, a good try at them so the first one he went he was the one he went, went for before and he had no success for and that was baron's mount uh the death Chargers reigns mm-hmm. um again hasn't played since 2006 first time against death Star, for that mount got it
3: you gotta be kidding me
1: again has not played in like 14 years if my math is right yeah uh so longer than this show has been around uh he, he actually literally quit right before we recorded the initial episode of ATA uh back in in uh, early 2007. Or is actually late two thousand six, anyways. So uh, then he's like, "Well, okay, what other mouse can I go for?" He'd been really excited for one that uh, had been rumored about and talked about uh, leading up to to uh, Burning Crusade release. So next thing he goes into KiraZen, and he gets adamant source.
2: It hurts my soul.
1: <laughs> so he asked me. What what should I go for next? It says Dude, your luck. There is only one horse, only one mount you can legit try for next and earn the entire hatred of the internet. So off he flies to Ice Crown. Never seen Ice Crown before. Never been in Ice Crown. Entire uh-huh. life. First time he kills Arthas. Do we hate Oh my God,
0: we hate him.
2: <laughs> my heart is now dead. <laughs> so,
1: a player that hasn't played in longer than this podcast has been around, and this podcast, you know, has been around for a very long time. Three mounts. First time. Uh, first time in like fourteen years on one of them. First time ever on the other two, and he got them all. In fairness, I hate him too because I've never gotten Death Charger's range. Yeah, the Baron mouth deludes me, but I mean at least that you can just keep trying over and over
3: again. Yeah. It's just a matter of will at that point. But yes, like for Karazan at least back in the day, like it was a week. It was a thing you had to farm weekly. Now it's a little bit easier. Yes, because it's because it's a mythic thing. But I, although I think you only used to only get loot on that weekly. Or can, does it drop in heroic carousel? Because they get, they made a heroic version of that dungeon, right? I'm not sure. Um, no,
2: it's a different one,
3: slightly different. Okay. And the, oh, and then there's event Oh my god!
1: So so the 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 moral of the story, guys, is you can still get what you want. Mm-hmm. You just you just gotta try. Keep trying. And and one day the RNG will be on your side. The odds will be in your favor.
2: I clearly have not made the proper sacrifices to RNGs yet.
3: Apparently. Okay. What can I sacrifice to the RNG gods? (laughs) 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 You know, you know, I'll sacrifice a bunch of dice. If there's anything, if if there's a more appropriate sacrifice to the gods of RNG, I think it would be dice.
2: You're not wrong.
3: Okay, I I have I have some plans. Pretty sure I have a set of wooden dice somewhere. That should be fine. Not like those were expensive. They were definitely expensive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, so, uh, uh to my week since since I did not do any mount runs this week and did not get any any mounts at all. Um, my week was spent planning, really. Um, so I noticed about two weeks ago that my time was running out, my game time was running out, and, uh, I gave some thought and decided that I was going to not renew my game time, I was not going to get new game time, until closer to the expansion's release. Uh, my, my game time has been running basically off of my gold reserves, and that gold reserve is getting pretty low these days. Uh, as you guys... I sure remember, uh, my reserves were in the millions at one point. Uh, they are no longer in the millions, uh, they're in the hundreds of thousands and the low hundreds of thousands. Uh, so I decided that, uh, instead of, um, you know, using my gold, get it, you know, one less month of gold left for, for game time. Um, I was going to prepare my characters as I would for an expansion, um, and then let that run out and just spend time in the Shadowlands beta. Because uh, I knew that I'd still have beta access even if my subscription ran out. Uh, so a lot of time this week when I was able to get in-game was spent basically going around to my various assaults, uh, checking out what their gold status was, and then checking out what their rep- reputations were, and figuring out which ones had the best chance of getting... Uh, A Paragon box from various reputations. uh, Because I like to start each character off with about 10,000 gold going into an expansion. Uh, At least any maxed characters. Uh, The ones that still have to level up, they can take care of themselves, as far as I'm concerned. Um, So, I basically uh, spent the time doing World quests to basically hit Paragon with as many reputations as I could... Uh, and then sending gold around to different characters to get le- basically get them all up to the 10,000 gold. Uh, and last night, with about 10 hours left in my game time, uh, I got the last character up to what i wanted to have for heading into Shadowlands. Uh, and I have 260,000 gold right now. Um, I also spent some time on my main... Uh, going around and farming up uh, the materials required to craft gear to use my expelsum that I have had sitting around my bank for ages and I uh, decided that my main was probably the best option for that um, went around farmed up some storm silver and some uh, whatever the ore is in, uh, in the Naga area and uh, and, uh, basically just made a bunch of weapons and sold them, uh, for a hundred, a hundred gold each, uh, cause they didn't sell in the auction house at all. Like I put them up there a couple times in the auction house and they didn't do much. Um, and then I'll just, when I get back, I'll just sell off the rest to vendors, uh, sell off anything that's, uh, not, uh, able to be sent over to my mule and then, uh, I also made sure to clear out his, all his auctions, like he has nothing on the auction house, because uh, it could be more than a month before I'm back. So. Uh, so, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. So, basically just preparing, uh, pre- preparing my retail account to go dormant for a little bit, and uh, now plan to go into Shadowlands and do stuff there. So, uh, since my game time ran out last night, um, I spent a bit of time after work today uh waiting well while waiting for the Popeye's order to arrive. Uh, just going around Bastion and exploring and seeing what, what quests I can watch out for and what you know basically to maximize my leveling through the zone. Um, get as much XP there so that I when I move on to the next zone, Meldraxis, then I'm going into there with the best chance I have to complete that without uh, too much. Transition. I I wanna see if I do everything in every zone, how early I will hit level cap. Uh, How much will be left at the end of that? So, um, I'm currently 53, and I have just done the invasion of that one temple. Uh, Okay. The the event's there. So, um, I I think I'm doing pretty good. I did... uh, I I actually dinged an entire level in the Maw, and then I dinged two levels between the stuff that I've done so far... Uh, but i also be making sure I'm getting rested XP uh when I'm uh, not logged in. Like I make sure I I always hearth back to uh Oribos if I if I'm going to be, so uh, so yeah, that was kind of my uh my time uh, preparing for the end of my uh my BFA time and uh playing around a little bit and, and seeing what more there is in Bastion, because uh, when I first went through it, actually, when I went through it basically in Alpha the entire time, it was just, like, just the main storyline and get out kind of stuff. Um, and this time I wanted to really get a feel for what there was out there other than that. Um, and um, it it's a beautiful zone. Um, ironically, I, I'm... Getting a much more vibe uh, relating to Seraph's answer last week uh, about Chadwick Boseman, um, I, I really feel like Bastion would definitely be the the Wakanda-ish, you know, the look of the countryside kind of thing. Uh, definitely look definitely very very much that that kind of a feel to me. Um, you know, except for you know, lots of stuff that is not on Earth. But yeah, um, so that was kind of my time, just just preparing, and then uh, then stepping deeper into uh, into the expansion beta. So uh, I'm hoping to be 54 or maybe 55 by the time I leave Bastion, uh, but we'll see. So cool. yeah, my friend nice. had a much better week than me, but I had a good week. So, though, man, that week that my friend's week had, that was a pretty good week.
3: Oh my! It was too good. <laughs>
1: he, he, he was like, uh, "You know, I'm not getting anything else." The, the rest of this expa- this coming expansion, I'm like, "Yeah, you're totally, you've totally blown all your luck."
2: You're yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, how is how are we looking for this week in
3: well? WoW? So this week and well, WoW, we've got the Battle for Azeroth dungeon event that starts September 15th, runs until the 21st. We've also got PvP Brawl Gravity Laps on the 15th to the 21st, and Pirate's Day is on September 19th.
2: Yeah,
1: it is. And on that note, happy birthday to Shade on that day as well. Former co-host of the show.
3: Oh, you know what? Yes, happy birthday to Shade on that day. I also forgot that Brewfest starts the day after Pirate's Day. So Brewfest runs from September 20th up until October
2: 5th. Yeah, it does.
3: (laughs)
1: Gee, it's There's almost like somebody here is very excited about Brewfest.
2: I love Pirates Day Brewfest. It makes me happy.
1: <laughs> you're just a lush.
2: I'm just an This is how I roll.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
3: Alright, Medros, let's talk about the thing that uh, has most of the community in it, tizzy.
1: Oh, oh, you mean like the the, the, the CGI image that came out, right? Nope. <laughs> I don't you talk about then. Oh, oh, you know. Ah, uh, fine. Okay, so, uh, so there was an update uh, on the development of Shadowlands. Uh, and, and I'm just gonna go from top to bottom. Uh, and we will get to the 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 point. Uh, in some cases, literally of the knives being thrown at Blizzard 4. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, they did first off mention that uh, they are going to have two branches for 9.0 uh, the first branch will be 9.01 which will be the PTR stuff it will have new character custom- customization options, the stream lo- streamlined leveling experiences and that will be what we get for the release event and all that other stuff and then uh, we also get 9.0.2 uh, which will be the actual Shadowlands stuff. So we can expect that to come out probably uh, the week before on the on the 20th of uh, of October um, in, in time for us to go through that experience in Shadowlands. So it uh, gives them the opportunity to continue beta testing and, and refining the beta stuff uh, for Shadowlands itself while giving us the fun stuff that is already pretty solid uh, that does not require us to go into the... Uh, the Shadowlands content and, and files. Um, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, it gives us uh, some stuff without having to deal with a huge patch to begin our uh, our venture into the pre-patch stuff. Uh, first off, what do you guys feel about that one? I mean, that's cool. Like
3: PTR stuff's pretty solid, so we'll get that right away, and... Like they said, uh, gives them a chance to go over stuff that would be coming actually to Shadowlands and fix it up prior to the release.
0: So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives them more of a chance to do it than they need to do. So it's it's good.
1: And, and I also feel that this gives us an indication that we will likely see the pre patch much sooner than we might have expected originally. Um, I, I would almost think that we could see that pre patch in the next week or two. Uh, since we're not worrying about all the, the Shadowland stuff included in that, um, we do know there'll be a second patch. So, you know, we know that will happen in a month or month or so later, or a month or month from then, uh, or now—month from now, really. Um, but we can have our pre-patch stuff uh, much quicker and uh, without having to worry about the Shadowland stuff breaking everything. So, I, I think that's a, a really good decision by Blizzard. Um, now, uh, the next thing they t- talked about here is alt-leveling. Um, and they mentioned that uh, they, that BlizzCon, they announced that while your first character would have to go through the linear experience, once you had a character that went through that experience, you would then, on alts be able to just choose whatever path you want to go on. You would choose your, your covenant right away a much different, much better experience for leveling than we've had in the past. I think we can all agree that sounded, at the time at least, like a really good thing, right? Yep. So, criticism came from the point that if you, say, say I level a paladin. I know I like bastion, I I like the spells, but then I go over to my druid. Well, I I assume Ardenweald's the one I want, but I don't know. And... A druid is not going to have the same spells for Ardenweald that a paladin would have had, so I may not know if I want that as my as my covenant, and in addition, I may not know if I want my my druid to not see the the linear experience. So, um, in this in this post, which I believe was by Ian Hazacostas, um, yep, they did announce that Alt uh, emerging from the Maw for the first time will be met or both by the mysterious fate scribe who now offers an explicit choice between replaying the narrative arc as a first time character experiences it or following the threads of fate. And they're and basically saying like choosing your own adventure kind of thing. So, uh, you'll get to choose your path, either the, the linear one or the, the free flowing one. Let's put it that way. um, I think this is a good idea. I think this is a good plan. I, I appreciate that they are giving people the choice. Uh, people could have gone through that choice anyway, but it'll be better for them to make a choice there. Though I think there should be a way to choose... Okay, I, I've changed my mind. I want to go to the, the, the other path instead.
3: Yeah, like from what I'm reading about it, I don't believe there was anything that said that if they change their mind along the way, they can do that.
2: So we'll we'll talk about that more in a, in a little bit in more detail. Cuz there is a separate story coming up about that.
1: Okay, cool. All right. So uh next up, uh Torghast. So, um they did say that uh, they've finalized tuning on uh or so they are finalizing tu- tuning on twisting corridors, which will be the challenge mode wing of Torghast. Um, it'll only be 18 floors, not the unlimited floors like uh, other floors of Torghast will be, or other versions of Torghast will be. Um, uh, they did say that they are restructuring the way Torghast is unlocked, uh, so that players can gain full access to the main wings of the tower after completing just a single introductory run that also grants access to the Rune Carver. Um, I mean, I'll I'll never go to Torghast, so it's not really something I'm interested in.
2: You're going to go there so many times.
1: Fire... Uh, but nope. I, I, I'm happy to see this and, and I know there's a lot of people who are very excited to see how TorGas is actually going to be in, in its full implementation, including how the gear is going to work and how all the stuff that, that is, is easy to read on paper or on, on your screen, uh, but is better to experience in your, in person.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so much involved with Torghast at this point and it's it's, yeah, like you said, it's going to be hard to judge just by watching other people play it or reading about it and all that other stuff.
2: This is true? Uh,
1: It's always good to have experiences for yourself. Um, Only you can know whether you're going to enjoy something and uh, aside from movie reviews, it's better to experience it for yourself. And even in some cases, in some cases, in, even including movie reviews, it's a better to experience for yourself. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that was pretty much it for the article, right? Nope. You're gonna make me do this, aren't you? Yep. All right. So now to, uh, as uh, a better, an your way of saying uh, what another uh, content creator in the community says, uh, to the crap show of this uh, blog post. Um, Covenants. Uh, simply put, uh, the ripcord will not be pulled, guys. Uh, as, as, uh, was alluded to in a previous post. Um, the, Blizzard basically said that they understand that people, uh, are not overly happy with the system. Uh, there are a lot of issues that people have with the system. Um, and while they may continue to work on the system, uh, they are not planning to wipe it out. Um, Basically, uh, they they had said that they could, if they needed to, uh, if the system just was not working, uh, they could just throw it out and start fresh. Um, And while that was always an option, uh, they have uh, come to the conclusion that that is not something they feel they need to do. Um... The community uh, is uh, very opinionated on this matter. Uh, I have not read all of them, but... And and, uh, to be clear, I don't really have a strong opinion of my own on the matter because I have not looked at the system nearly as closely as others have. Um, I do understand there are many issues with it, uh, such as the lack of a truly playable way of changing your covenant as you need to. Um, I know there are, that's one of the issues I've seen a lot of people talk about, is that um, changing your your covenant for one type of gameplay, if you do multiple types of gameplay, or uh, as some do for talents, for individual raid bosses, is something people were hoping to be able to do. And that does not seem like it's something you'd be able to do. So, uh, they they do appreciate the feedback, and, and they will continue to work on the system, I'm sure. Uh, as they do with all systems. Um, but it's it's not something that they are going to throw out at this point. Uh, what do you guys think of the system, and what do you think of their decision not to throw it out?
2: Toasty, I think you should go first. Okay. I,
3: I'm, I'm glad they, they finally came out and said what they're doing. So hopefully people can focus on like giving feedback related to the system as it is, instead of just kind of waiting around for something else that they're hoping for, i.e. the system getting ripped out. So hopefully now people are able to focus on what's what's there, and maybe even provide some feedback as to what's going on there. Like the people definitely feel like the system's unbalanced. There's there are definite uh, optimal ways to be playing the covenant system and all that other stuff and some people and to some people that like playing playing their character the most optimal way possible is very important to them and I get that that's that's their choice when it comes to gameplay that's how they have their fun but they, but they, they want to play the optimal way they also want the like the fancy cosmetics and stuff for another covenant and they're feeling as though they have to give up that choice of aesthetic in favor of another type of gameplay that they very much enjoy. Um, so, hopefully, hopefully, people are gonna take this, take this as, okay, well, we'll, let's just provide feedback to help to make it better, although, you know, um, I understand why people are skeptical about Blizzard's ability to balance that properly, because at least from the community perspective, um, they, they haven't been the best at doing that. And which which is another problem with it. I'm sure, like if if there was a hist- if there's a history of Blizzard being able to pull off this balancing act perfectly, well, not even perfectly, like well. Um, people would have less of an issue with this ripcord not getting pulled, but I th- I feel like the what we what we're accustomed to seeing from Blizzard, in combination with them sticking to their guns on this, is not making people feel great about this lack of a ripcord pulling. I mean, personally, and I've said this a couple times before, it doesn't matter to me. Like I I don't play them in Maxi Style of gameplay and my raid doesn't expect that from me. As long well, as I'm I, like...
1: I, I think we all know how well you tank the floor based on Ali's reporting of your raid steals, yeah. so we understand <laughs> that that you are not a minimaxer. Yeah,
3: yeah, and and at the same time, our raid doesn't expect that of me or anybody else for that matter. I mean, we're just a group of people who, like, who who take. Who will take that raiding aspect of the game semi-seriously, but at the same time we're also going to be that raid who, like, okay, well, we have a bunch of people on their aspects because we have too many healers, and you know what? That's okay. We're just gonna do. We're gonna deal with this content with what we've got, and that that's for, for a mindset like that. This covenant choice matters less. It's, it's going to be for those people... Like, pushing world first... Pushing high keys... All that other stuff... Where this covenant choice... And the lack of ability to change... At a... Desired rate... Is... Is, is going to feel... Like, they're going to... It's going to feel bad for those guys... And girls... And non-binary pals... Um... So... I get it... I get the frustration... It's like... It, it's, it's like my frustration with, you know, some of the cool cosmetic stuff being locked behind stuff that I'm not going to do for a while. Or ever. So. And I, I don't know what I could possibly say that would make people of that mindset feel better about this choice. It's 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 a tough battle and I don't think Blizzard is another th- one that Blizzard wouldn't have won no matter what they did with it. there are people There are definitely people who don't care who don't want to who who like the covenant system as it is who would have been upset about the about it getting ripped out wholesale and there are the people like the the min maxers the world first people the high key people who want to see it ripped out because they feel like they're sacrificing the aesthetic they would like versus the optimal way to perform
2: yeah, and I mean, to your point, it's definitely tricky. I, I don't envy Blizzard because they do want to try to please as many people as possible. And there's just so many different players with different play styles and game styles. You have the people who are passionate about min-maxing. You have the people who, yes, they, they go, you know they get called one percenters, you know, they go run world first and, and whatnot. And you, you have the people who are more like me, for example, who are a pretty decent player and I'll min-max to a point. But if it gets to a point where it's just too stressful and not working for me, I'll go with what I find to be fun. And then you have the people who are are truly just there to do their thing. And they don't... If they get gear, cool. If not, as long as things die, it doesn't matter. And to try to balance that is tricky. And... I do worry a little that they've kind of put themselves into a corner in terms of trying to balance. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot.
1: So I, I guess what my feeling is here is I want to see them in WoW 10.0. I want a system that is purely combat, purely the numbers that the manufacturers can focus on, and that I want it to be separate from a reward system like giving you mounts and stuff like that. Like I, I want it to be completely separated uh, so that it will make no difference aesthetically. What you choose, uh, other than hey, this is pretty cool. And like, I think
3: that's what these people who are asking for the ripcord to be pulled are asking for. They want they want the combat ability separate from the aesthetics.
2: Yeah, like I know there's some people who have suggested making it part of like a a talent tree thing instead, and I I, I think all in all, like I understand. The, the people who are upset, I do understand the frustration. I personally am not upset, which I know may not be the most popular opinion. I... I feel as though they, they've eased the restrictions of changing covenants more than what they were originally talking about. And and I appreciate that. I don't see myself switching from Night Fae because that's... That's what I'm picking for headcanon reasons. The covenant abilities, I'm unsure if I like them yet or not. In all my playing so far, I'm kind of meh about them. But between the powers that we're going to get in legendaries, between the powers we're going to be getting in the soulbinds and conduits, like I'm hoping that kind of makes up for it. And in this, I mean, they talk about the fact that they're not done balancing yet. They still want people's feedback. They still, if, if, one covenant is not good for your spec, they wanna hear about it. And they can still tweak things. I don't think they're gonna please everyone. But they're sure gonna try. <laughs> I mean they
3: can try to tweak things and all that other stuff and I mean I'm sure I'm I'm sure that's inevitable. They're gonna there're gonna be some changes, like, for major patches and minor patches, etc., etc. But uh like Sure, they can they can change it, but if they change it so that for those min-max... If you're a min-maxer and they, originally you were, say, a Maldraxxis warrior, right? And at the time, at launch, that was the hands-down best covenant. And during a major or minor patch, they do some changes, and suddenly Venthyr warrior is... Hands down the best one. If you're a min-maxing care if you're a min-maxing type of player, it's gonna take you at least two weeks
2: to switch over, right? And
3: that's Roughly, not, yeah. And that's I mean, not I mean, a if feeling. you start
2: it if you start it on a, I, I don't know if this is accurate, but what I'm hearing from some people when they're you know talking about this, is if you if you work like really hard on like a Sunday or a Monday Before reset to do like the first week's requirements. If you could do it in that span of time. And then Tuesday is reset. And I see Manny typing, so I'm thinking he's going to correct me, which I hope he does. And then Tuesday is reset. And then you get all that done. So maybe you can time it out. So it doesn't feel like two legit weeks. But I mean, you said it there. Work really hard to do it. Exactly. And that's it, it. I understand that they're trying to make it so people aren't flip-flopping between covenants, between pulls, or between what they're doing because they want the choice to matter. And I want the choice to matter too. But for those who do play so many different kinds of content between Mythic Pluses and raiding and PvP, it's going to be tricky when you do want to feel like you are performing the best you can be at, you know?
3: Oh, sorry, I, I misspoke earlier. It's it's actually two weeks to switch back Correct, to the Covenant yes. you left already. The first time is quote easy, so
2: which is nice. Originally, it wasn't gonna be easy, so at least there's that. Yeah, but
3: again, like
2: there's a lot there's there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't feel great
3: about covenants. If you especially if you put yourself in the head of a min-maxing kind of player, and let's face it, if anything, if 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 I've learned anything from the past little bit uh, about the WoW community, is that there's a pretty decent vocal portion of the community that likes chasing that min-max kind of playstyle. This choice to keep the Covenant system in as it is, and hope that... Blizzard does a proper job in balancing, um, is not going to sit well with a with a decent chunk of the community. I mean, I'm not going to say big chunk because I don't know how big, the, but there's a notable chunk of people who aren't gonna, who aren't going to be happy about this. And you know, we can we can hope that Blizzard's going to balance it properly, but let's be real, like they they don't have a great track record for that.
1: That is true. Uh, in the end, we'll, we'll have to see uh, what the system is. Um, I, I kind of feel like those who were dedicatedly hoping for Blizzard to pull the cord uh, should have given up that hope when when the system hit beta, to be honest. Um, I, I feel like there was less likelihood of them... Pulling the cord, the closer and closer we got to a beta. Um, if they weren't pulling it when we were out of beta, or when we were out of alpha into beta, uh, it didn't seem likely they were going to pull it anytime after that. From my, you know, many years watching Blizzard, uh, watching how they do things, and and so on. Uh, at that point, they had put too much into the system; it was too tied and too interwoven into the expansion to be something that would be pulled out. Uh, without a lot of lead time trying to make it work. Um, yeah. Now, at this point, we have to hope that they can fix it over time, um, because as much as it's not liked by many, it is a system we have.
3: I just hope that it doesn't take as long for them to fix it as it did with Azerite, because there were people... I mean, It took a long time for them to get Azerite to where it is, and even now it's not perfect by any stretch.
1: Very much so, yeah. So, uh, one other thing that Blizzard did uh, mention in this, uh, there's actually a couple other things, but one thing that uh, did please a lot of people that I saw on on social media is their acknowledgement that the PvP itemization is, at this point, uh, not where it's wanted to be by anybody, uh, including people Blizzard themselves. So, um, they said they are looking at different solutions to the problem of uh, stack coverage, um, and... Uh, Ensuring that the gear that you get from PvP or from PvP rewards is uh, sufficient to make it feel like it's worth the effort you're putting in. Um, They want you to be able to do multiple things, a variety of activities. Um, To my mind, I I think that would be, that would feel more rewarding if each type of activity gave you its own reward, a separate reward, not one you have to choose from, but that's just me and I don't PvP, so I don't know if that's as big of an issue in my... in other people's heads as it it is in mine. Um, That said, uh, it it is good that they are aware that this is an issue, and that they are actively looking at solutions for the problem. Um, Hopefully those solutions will be uh, more fleshed out closer we get to the expansion. Um, And then... Uh, another thing that uh, they talked about is sockets. Uh, so uh, they have a limited warforging and techforging in Shadowlands. Uh, so the the benefit there is uh, you will be able to um, to do socketing similar to what you had back. I, I, I hear you have currently in Battle for Blizzla, Battle for Azeroth. Where you'll be able to buy an item to add a socket to gear. Uh, apparently, something from Rathion, I think I, I heard. Yep. Um, I, I actually yes, yes, indeed. I have several uh-huh. pieces of gear that don't even have gems in their sockets. So I think that tells you how much I care about socketing. <laughs> um, but uh, that that does appear to be where they're going with socketing in Shadowlands. Is that you'll be able to purchase items that will add sockets to gear that does not have sockets if you want to. Um, have a more custom option for stats uh, than what you currently have. Uh, and we do want... They, they do want more feedback as uh, as that is worked on and, and improved to ensure that it is as, as solid a system as they can make it. Uh, any other thoughts on
2: this post? I think we're pretty well covered it. And, you know, it's... It's still beta. And while they are starting to narrow things down. There's still going to be some changes and so there might even be changes to this by the end. Who knows?
1: Very true. Very true. We do not know. Any thoughts for you, Toasty?
3: Um, no. I think I pretty much summed it up with the uh, ripcord conversation.
1: Alrighty. Well, let us move along, shall we? Yes. <laughs> you've been, you've been itching for this haven't you
2: i truly have
1: for like five days i truly now. truly
2: have <laughs> yes so we are going to talk about the next short in our Afterlife series which is ardenweald it is about six minutes and change long so if you have not watched it yet pause this go watch it and then come back if you were in our chat and you haven't watched it i feel sorry for you and you should you need to watch it so now, did you two watch it? Yes, I did. Indeed. As soon as it re- as soon as it released. Me too. And what's nice is it releases at eleven o'clock my time, and I need to be out the door by like eleven fifteen, the very latest. So I like sit at my computer, wait for it to drop, and then like get ready to go. <laughs> Anyways, this one is about Ardenwield, which we knew is gonna be. And there was a lot of debate on, you know, who we would be getting story-wise and character-wise. It opens up with Ursoc and his death by our hands in the Emerald Nightmare after his tragic story. And then we actually get to see him arrive in Ardenweald. Which I found very confusing because we also see him in the Emerald Dream after you're done with the raid. That part I'm still a little... my brain's still wrapping around... But anyways, we see him in his, like, ghosty Ardenweald form. He kind of goes into the pod. And we basically find out that this is one of the, I'm assuming, many groves in Ardenweald. And basically, while these entities, I mean, this was a wild god, goes through the cycle of rebirth, there are grove keepers that basically keep them going and keep them alive and give them little bits of anima. From something that looks like the Arcanador in Suramar, like that tree, remember, with like the, the berries that had all the. That's what it reminded, that reminded me, of. me of. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't Anyways, remember. <laughs> right? Like it just it looks a lot like that. And the fact that it has energy in there, I don't know. Anyways, but as we all know, Shadowlands is going through a anima drought. So that means he has less and less and less to give these. And then all of a sudden. After, you know, already at this point, your heart is breaking because you want Ursoc to be okay. You want this all to work out. And then we find out, after watching its light dim a little bit, that bad things are happening in Ar- Ardenweald with this anima drought. And all of a sudden, there are some people who show up to start basically culling this grove to drain it of his anima. And the Grovekeeper, Arlon I think's his name, he goes into a rage and starts attacking them and he's angry and you, you feel angry in that moment too. Like this short, at least for more pe- most people, it did a good job evoking these emotions and making you feel it. And then the Winter Queen shows up and explains, we're kind of screwed without this anima. This big, beautiful tree that's in the middle of everything, it's going to fall over and die everything is dying, it's all bad we desperately need this but she gives him a choice like, and basically he has to outweigh the needs of the many versus the needs of the few which is just a heavy, heavy choice and he goes for, unfortunately and also fortunately, awkwardly the needs of the many and decides to sacrifice poor Ursok and we see the light dim and it was really sad and it was really hard <laughs> And and then Arlon, Grovekeeper dude, joins with Winter Queen as they go to try to save as many as they can, despite this anima drought. And as someone who was already going to be going Ardenwield as is, my mind was already made up, this really tugged at my soul on so many levels and it made me more excited to go join Ardenwield. Because I want to help them. I want to make sure that this doesn't have to happen again. As it did to poor Ursok. And I also wondered who else could have been in that grove? I don't know. I mean, is that just the grove where wild gods go? Or was that just, is it just RNG? Like, I don't know. Like who else got basically sacrificed in that grove when these people showed up? I, I don't know. There's things we don't know. But either way, I absolutely loved it. It was great. And my heart, you can just think about now, like my heart is just exploding with emotions.
1: Maybe that's the bear grove.
2: Maybe. I, we don't know. That's the thing. I want to know things. I don't I'm know things. dead
1: bear druids go there?
2: No. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's obviously, the thing. We don't know. <laughs> exactly. We don't know. Um, but that's also part of why I love these shorts. And again, just the the artistic prowess that goes into these. It's just... Every single one of them blows me away. It's absolutely gorgeous and so well done, and I'm very appreciative of these. Obviously, though, I could probably gush for longer about this. What do you guys think about it? It's okay. (laughs) And, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm sitting over here gushing, gushing, getting emotional, but I know of two people who I consider friends who... Maybe a third. I haven't talked to him yet, but who who did not have emotions from this? And you know that that's okay.
3: I, I uh, for me personally, I think he really nailed on the head the whole um, emotional impact of this of this particular cinematic. I mean, you, you saw the conflict that was going through Erlon's head as he was trying to decide, you know, what's the proper thing to do. And yeah, um, he, like. It's it's been his sworn duty to protect this grove and nurture the grove, and nurture everything that's in the grove, to um, do their thing, when in, in, in Ardenweald and all that other stuff, and have to make that sacrifice, to forego his oath in favor of yeah. continuing to serve the Winter Queen, which is you know someone else he swears he swears his oath oath to. Like that, ca- that can't have been an easy thing, and it's it's what I get from watching that cinematic because I haven't I haven't gone through Ardenwield at all in in the beta, so I don't know what's going on. I I know the, the general st- large strokes of story there because I can't avoid it, uh, but the nitty gritty stuff I don't know. Right, and, and so. But what well, but just judging by how the Winter Queen's reacting and gave him a choice to honor his to honor his oath to nurture the grove or not, like that's not an easy decision for her to make either. So I, there's at least that's the impression I'm getting right now.
1: Um, I, I just want to say on the record, the, the Winter Queen looks evil to me. I, I know it's unfair; uh, it just does. This character
2: looks—you're not the first person who said that.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. She does, she does not look like the best person. She she gives off a certain vibe, and I think for people who, I think it's important to, to take that into consideration. When we we try to look at this from the point of view of somebody who hasn't kept up to date with what's happening in the beta and the alpha story-wise and all that other stuff, like the like the 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 aura she gives off definitely has a vibe of not a good guy nece- not a good person necessarily. But the yeah, you like you 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 went like the emotions hit you right away with this whole thing. I mean, you start. You start with the fight with Ursoc, which startled me because I wasn't expecting it to jump into it right away. <laughs> it really did, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was just a punch in the emotional gut every time, like like throughout the entire thing for me. Like oh, because you he kind of forgot about what happened with Ursoc and all that other stuff. Like he he was corrupted and all that other stuff, and yeah. It's sucks well, to see his story potentially in there. Like, we don't know... We don't know if he can be brought back. I assume, but based on the dialogue, that he can't
2: come back. I feel like he can't. I feel like he's dead, dead. But who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys know that uh, I... I had to ask who that was, because I did not know. Um, Wait, that, yeah, not everyone knows. That's that's yeah. okay. But uh, I definitely felt... You know, there's definitely a strong emotion tied to it. Um... So kudos on that one to the, to the people who do, who uh did this one it was really well done um and I very much appreciate that they were able to get me to show emotion and feel emotion um regarding a character I've I've never seen before um I I felt like having foreknowledge of this would have been better for me uh but I definitely did still appreciate um the emotion that it that it brought even not knowing who that was uh, when I first watched it. And I definitely go now into Ardenweald when I will get there. Uh, and it, it definitely made me want to go there uh, as soon as I can. Uh, without a doubt. But it, it left me wanting to, to know more about that character and his journey, his path to this. Because uh, I assume all that happens before we get there. So, you know, the results of that will have already been felt by by him for a while before we, assuming we meet him in in Ardenwield, and you know, if there is bitterness, if there is sadness, if there is uh, an impact of those decisions on him, by that point, we'll have experienced those. We'll we'll see those in his in his mannerisms and his his bearing, because um, making that decision when you're you're life's task, when your life's duty is to protect these creatures, these these uh, these beings you know, that that's your life's work uh, to then give that up is definitely not something that would be easy for many people uh, be they digitized or otherwise so uh, I'm very curious to see how this character will be when we find them in the game and what their uh, their feelings of the decisions that have been made will be.
2: I gave him a hug last night. It felt good.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: It helped my heart.
1: I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this was successful for me. Uh, it, it gave me um, gave me impetus, encouragement, and and desire to go to those places in game to meet those people. Uh, which, you know, that's what this is supposed to do. It's supposed to give you a desire to, to interact with these people and to uh, dig deeper into their stories. Uh, so in that respect, it's definitely worked on me. So good job, Blizzard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Speaking of good jobs, we got an interesting... Uh, Picture from a magazine recently.
1: Yeah, first off, magazine. What's that? I haven't. Uh... <laughs> uh, I think these be printed on paper and delivered by people called mail people. Paper. You lost me. Paper. Yeah, it's just really old stuff print- made out of wood. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: All right. Yeah, I know Dazzledorn. People still get a mag. I still get. I still get a car magazine every once in a while so completely unjust um so pc gamer uh had a interesting cover with an interesting figure on it so shadowlands was featured prominently on the cover of pc gamer this month and the character featured on there was the jailer but not the jailer we're familiar with no not the jailer we've been seeing in data mines and all that other stuff this is like a high res cgi jailer and man like 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 the model in game is terrifying in its own right but seeing that high-res model of him like kind of cut kind of get an idea of how powerful this being is supposed to be seriously and it has it, it has prompted some conversation in terms of uh, cinematic expectations within the community. Because um, this week is going to be the last of the Afterlife series with uh, the Venthyr. And with this model being, you know, out there, people are very much feeling as though we can expect a similar cinematic to the Old Soldier cinematic. I think that was the, that was, was Old Soldier the name of the first one? The star, the first Starfang cinematic.
2: Yes, I think that was the first one.
3: It's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. So, people are very much speculating that, based on the existence of this high-res CGI model, that we can ex- that, that that we can possibly expect something similar featuring the jailer in in in. Like sometime in the future which would be dope i mean we, we I, I, it honestly makes a lot of sense considering what we've been getting in terms of cinematics um for the past few weeks we, we're learning a lot about the different covenants and what their deal is we know what the at this point we know what the people of bastion do we know what. We know what what what's Maldrax's deal, and uh, to a degree, we know what ha- what's happening with Ardenweald, and eventually we'll know what happens with the Venthyr. But we know nothing about the jailer. And we know and we know, like we we are going into this expansion knowing that the jailer is the big bad of the expansion. Like that's not that's not been something they're attempting to keep a secret. Right. We and we know almost nothing about him. Like We know what he looks like, we know that Sylvanas is working for him, and that's about it. Ignoring all the stuff that's going on in beta, obviously. Um, So, a cinematic featuring the Jailer would be a great opportunity for us to kind of learn something about him. Or at least see what his deal is.
1: Uh, Yes, Old Soldier is the the launch uh, cinematic.
3: Right. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think of all this speculation? Do you think we can expect something similar to Old Soldier in the uh,
2: in the next m- m- month or so? That'd be pretty cool. I don't know what to expect because the Cinemac Team has been working so hard for so long now. It feels like, but I would I would love that. I do know that they are really working hard to have Jailer feel like the big bad. Kind of like how Lich King was in, in Wrath, and so really to bring out that kind of quality of cinematic about the jailer would really add to that.
1: I I do want a a old soldier quality of cinematic. Uh, that would be really really that'd be really happy because I really feel like uh, that you know besides bringing a zappy boy uh, did show us a very interesting side that really hadn't been explored a lot for the orc as a race, as the for the horde as a a group that believes in honor. So it was definitely something that I appreciated seeing. And I'd like to see something like that. Um whether it's focused on the jailer or somebody interacting with the jailer, I, I don't know, but um definitely looking forward to to hopefully something like that. Though, uh, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say. Like, we have plenty of time between now and the release of the expansion. So, you know, once we have our last one on Thursday, we have a month uh, of really not much. So um, I could see them doing something there to give us stuff to, to keep the hype building leading up to the expansion release. Uh, I always felt the the afterlives coming out when they did seemed a bit early. Uh, I would expect them to be starting about now instead of being something that we are almost wrapping up at this point to keep the hype going. So I, I kind of feel like there's a good chance we'll see something like that. Um, because a- as we saw, there there was a lot of really interesting stuff leading up to 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 Battle for Azeroth. Uh, I think there'll be some really cool stuff that'll lead up to uh, to Shadowlands as well. Don't know what, but i will be some really cool non game related stuff.
3: Yeah, and that old soldier cinematic kinda surprised all of us when it launched, so it wouldn't surprise me that they surprise us with another thing like that.
1: Absolutely. Uh Blizzard is good at surprises. Uh, but I'd I'd be happy with just all those uh in progress cinematics being, you know, something I can see now. That'd be really nice.
3: Oh no! I want to. I want to. I want to see all those live. I want to experience them with everybody else. At this point,
1: fair enough. I can. I can,
3: enough. I can wait forty two more days. Uh,
1: By the very good job on the running countdown. Uh, much much better this week. Uh, much appreciated. Thank you. Uh, I I actually used your countdown four times this week to figure out. Oh, Wait, how long do we have left? <laughs> wait, let me I'm go check. Glad, to I'm glad, glad it's being timeline. useful. It is being useful. Uh but yeah, so very very curious to see how that's gonna work out. Um but uh you know, sometimes the secrets that we are, are most excited for, uh secrets that we have been hunting for or excited about, uh take very different forms, you know.
3: Like what what kind of forms? What kind of forms are we talking about here?
1: Dogs. Dogs dogs would be cute great secrets. Very cute dogs, yes. So uh There, there was something that was found. I. I, There was a year ago now. Uh, There was something data mined about uh, something called Jennifer, Um, and uh, the secret finding Discord. And I want to say that Blizzard has gotten so good at hiding things uh, in the form of encrypting data in their in their builds that there can be secrets. I mean. I'm sure you both recall times where, like, an alpha would hit and everything was known. Like, there was no secrets, everything was done, you you just give up. Keep up trying to hide anything, we already know everything, we know who's going to die, how they're going to die, what they're going to say, and everything like that. Now that we actually have secrets to be found by the community, I love it. Because I appreciate that people actually have to work for it, even if I'm not willing to do the work. <laughs> um, as odd as it is to say, uh, but um, the the Jennifer Secret is uh, a process used to get a pet, uh, and this is a very interesting pet. Now, I'm not going to go th- tell you how you do it. Uh, I'm just going to tell you about this pet. Uh, it is a, a pet that talks to you, uh, I believe in your head, and uh, its abilities are quite um, unique for a pet. Uh, so the, the abilities on this uh, battle pet uh, are you know, some of them were common for for uh a pet. Um and actually correct, this is actually a cat, not a dog, sorry. Um But uh scratch, sniff out and feed are some of the abilities uh of this of this battle pet. Pretty common abilities, don't you think? For a cat, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um now the rest of the abilities are tactical stab, Forboding curse, and dark rebirth.
3: That's that's less yes. common. But more awesome! Uh, Accurate. Both statements are true. Less common, but more awesome. Because void. Uh,
1: yes, th- this is definitely a void cat.
2: I need it!
1: Um, as, I, uh, as I put out on Twitter, uh, I am 100% confident this is a Flirkin. Um, it-, it matches everything I'd expect a Flirkin to have be able to do. It has tentacles. It's a cat. And that's pretty much it. Like... And nobody's correcting me, so I'm clearly right. I, did, I had to think about what a flurkin was for a minute. I forgot. that I
3: remembered. I
2: don't know what that is. Yes. To be, to be completely honest. I
1: am shocked. I know, right? I am utterly it's shocked. crazy. You don't know. Wow. Okay. Well, then... Yeah. So, is gonna go try and find out what a flurkin is. And, uh... I was just say, if you do want to learn how to do this, instead of trying to find it on your own, which, why would you, since people already found that out for you, uh, head over to Wowhead. Uh, they have a guide over there on how to get the Jennifer Secret Cat Battle Pet. And good oh. luck in getting your own.
3: Just, oh my god. Like, it's not... It's not a long process, but men... If you screw up, that's that's gonna suck. <laughs> well, good luck, everybody.
1: Indeed.
3: Allie, why don't you tell us more about that Threads of Fate system that uh, we had? We definitely had some questions about earlier.
2: Yes. So, Threads of Fate, I just kind of said what it is. So, everyone's still gonna have to go through the Ma introduction quest line, even on your alts. However. You get some good experience by going through that, so it's not the worst thing. And because they want this to be a very alt friendly expansion, I'm sure that come 9.1, 9.2, they'll let you skip that. I could be wrong, that's just my theory. Anyways, after you go through the Ma introduction questline on your second tune, because everyone knows on your first, turn, first tune, you have to go through all the stories and whatnot, your second tune. When you go through that and you go to Orbos, you basically get frozen in time for a moment by an NPC called Fate Scribe Rotal. And you get a quest called the Threads of Fate. And basically, you get to choose what you do with this alt. You can immediately choose your covenant, go about your way, and then you level up by doing world quests, side quests, bonus objectives, dungeons. You skip the main storyline and you have access to all the Shadowland zones except for the Maw. If you choose that to be your leveling path, it is final. You cannot undo that choice. But if you do want to replay the storyline, either because, well, story is awesome. I'm not biased or anything. Or if you do, like Medrus was saying, you want to get a feel for a certain covenant and covenant ability with a particular alt or whatnot, you can still go replay the storyline. Which is really nice because originally they were just going to say, you know, just go do what you want. But you do have the option, which is really nice. And if you do change your mind, say you play through to Maldraxxus, which is the second covenant you go through, and that's all you wanted to test and you're good after that, you can go back to that Fate Scribe NPC and go back to the Threads of Fate path where you go choose the Covenant you want and go about your merry way. So I think, I think this is a really good way to handle this with your alts. I'm really happy with how they're doing the system. And I think it's pretty smart. What do
3: you guys think? Um, knowing that... I can test the covenant abilities beforehand. And if I change my mind even after I test them, like that's a fantastic addition to it. That's a that's a great way to handle alts. It ha- it takes care of that problem we have with ults where we we have to wait till we hit level cap to make progression in the system and that which is what Blizzard originally intended with this whole thing. And so ha- having the choice to do the story or just Handling and game progression as I level up and just being able to change my mind like, I this is a fantastic addition yeah, for Shadowlands. I, I love it. They they knocked it out of the park with this one,
2: yeah. And originally, so when I originally heard about this, I honestly because I tend to be focused on the story and I enjoy questing, originally I was happy about this because, say. By the time I hit my second alt, I'm missing the overall story or certain beats of it, quest lines and whatnot. Maybe I want to go through it again to see the story again. That's what my brain was focused on. So Medris, I'm really glad you said the part about so you can actually test your covenant abilities on your alts before you make a choice. Because that's the logical reason for this and not my, you know lore-focused, excited-about-story reasons. Oh, there's totally people who
1: are going to be doing it <laughs> fully for the lore. Um, but I I don't... I haven't heard anything changing whether you're a paladin, priest, druid, warrior, you know, whoever plays a warrior. Uh, no, it's you know, the same. Like, I don't think that changes the, what your dialogue you're getting or anything like that, so...
2: It just might be fun to see the story again. Yeah. That's me. <laughs>
1: for those who want to experience the same story for the 18th time on the 18th alt they brought through, fine.
2: Well, by 18, no, you're done. But, and I like the fact that you can go back and choose the other way once you decide that you've, you're content with your testing and whatnot and you haven't quite hit 60 yet. So, that's awesome. Yeah, though, no, this is great for...
3: Like both 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 leveling styles what people of what people would want to do like I said they knock they knocked it out of park with this system and I hope this is
2: this kind of system is something they carry forward I agree indeed but on top of that information we also got lots of more beta changes info
3: oh my god they're the I mean we're, we're getting close to the end of the beta at this point but they're they're still managing to give us some interesting things. For example, the Shadowlands login screen and music. That music is so good. It's so good. Oh, uh, I, 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 it evokes so many emotions in that first little bit, which is great because, like, that's all I'm probably going to hear after the initial time of seeing that screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the 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 screen the screen itself is great. Get a good look of, get a good look at ice crown you know we don't have syndragoza roaring at us like we did in wrath but you know it's still something but yeah that that, that the the art they have for that login screen is fantastic I think it it, it 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 does a good job of invoking the proper emotions of what we're supposed to be feeling going into going into this well, I don't know what did you guys think of
1: that I really liked it. It was the I I, I wasn't sure how it was going to look. I knew what I kind of thought they were going to do, which is kind of what they did. But I I wasn't sure. I, I mean, I had to look up so high up to see the sky. I wasn't sure how they'd get the sky with Ice Crown.
2: So I think they did a really <clears throat> good job there. It might be my new my new desktop for the time being. I don't blame you. It's a, it's a great I love it
3: so much. It, it's a great piece of art.
2: Um in addition
3: to that, we also got a bunch of class changes, which is to be expected. We're not going to go over all of them, but uh looks like DK's, Demon Hunters, Druids, Monks, Priests, Paladins and Warriors have some small changes. None of them sweeping changes, but there are changes nonetheless. Um There are also some blue posts for enhancement and elemental shaman priests in general and unholy death knights. So if you're at all interested in that, Wowhead has a great write-up as of a day ago as to the changes in that build. Of course, by then, another build may have happened and those changes may be changed further. So just keep that in mind. Um, One thing that that some druids um, may not be the biggest fan of. Especially if you're leveling up a druid, to shadow Shadowlands. Um, the 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 flying thing that you guys enjoy doing. Um, especially uh, with the uh, Ba words hard. Uh, the the flight form you get at level fifty eight. You still you still need to train writing, and you actually won't be able to. Tra- you, you actually won't be able to change into your fancy flight form unless you train in expert writing so that's a thing I mean it's not a huge deal expert writing is like 250 gold so it's not it's not that impactful but I mean the fact that you won't be able to fly immediately still kind of sucks yeah like I said, it's a small change, and ultimately not that consequential. It's just a little inconvenient. Um, what else was there? There are a bunch of cool uh, Covenant-specific release spirit screens. I- I'm only familiar with the uh, Venthyr one, obviously, because um, it- that's what I am on beta, but it's a bright red thing so that looks kind of cool, and I believe the other ones are just
2: different colors... I want to say basically it's like slightly different swirlies and the colors that match the covenant, but these are
3: awesome. Oh, the night thing. I wasn't expecting that color, but I really dig it.
2: It matches the sky.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now that like in my head, I was expecting green, but like seeing the color they chose like, yeah, though, that, that one also makes sense. So cool.
2: These are really cool. I like them a lot.
3: Yeah. Um, apparently not everybody does, which I don't get. It's just another animation. It's something new,
2: and they're beautiful.
3: It's just another way that, um, our covenant choice kind of impacts, uh, our gameplay. Whether it be, you know, something like covenant abilities, or just something small like this. Um, we've also got some more stuff about Torghast uh specifically some of the cosmetic rewards you get from twisting corridors now as we as metros mentioned earlier um instead of the endless mode that twisting corridors was originally intended to be it's now limited to 18 floors and you'll get a series of rewards depending on how many floors you actually clear so it looks like there's a battle pet there's also um something called the helm of the dominated which, when you put on the helm, you can look at like, one of the Mossborn, which is kind of cool. Um, it's an hour-long cooldown, and you'll have one of nine appearances. Um, at Layer 6, you'll get a new title. That's called the Spire Stalker. And once you clear Layer 8, you'll get a mount called the Corridor Creeper. Um, yeah, those are the only rewards we have right now uh, for Torgas. Obviously, like... Torgas goes to 18 floors for the twisting corridor, so I would imagine that, you know, there there would be rewards for clearing up to layer 18. But I would think so. But they're not there yet. But we've got, we've got a glimpse, and luckily, like one of the mounts, which is a cool looking mount, I gotta say, I enjoy that. Um, is uh, is lower on the floor? Is lower on the tower? Sorry. Uh, what do you guys think of some of these rewards?
2: I like him a lot. I like the the pet, the Death Seeker pet. It reminds me of, for anyone who's ever played Destiny or seen someone play Destiny, the ghosts, oh, you know, the yeah, little yeah, yeah. eye robot companion guy. They're called ghosts if, if people don't play Destiny. Um, it reminds me of that.
3: See, I thought of um, the Protoss
2: probe. Yeah, I see that. But they're they're pretty cool, and I like. The moss ones—that's that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's neat. But the the mount—I think the pet and the mount are the ones I'm probably most excited about.
3: Yeah, the mount is really nice. What about you, Madras? Uh, so I
1: I don't I don't really see much to the cosmetic looks there. Uh, I really just for me it's all about the. For for transmog, it's like I have my set, I have my look. It'll be the same every expansion, kind of thing. Uh, for the pet, it looks really neat. Uh, it's not really a, a paladin-ish pet. Definitely something I'd see my Death Knight and my Demon Hunter probably using more than my paladins. Um, and the, the the mount is... Uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, again, not really a paladin mount. But uh, I definitely have some characters that uh, that I could see using that. You know, if I went to Torgast. Which I won't.
3: Uh, you say that. You keep saying that, but you've also said you'll go, you're willing to go there for certain Whatever. things. Whatever.
1: Whatever. I'm just saying. Don't you use my words against me, man? That's rude. Um, I don't know how to <laughs> respond to
3: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's uh, let's so move along.
3: Yeah, instead, I'll just move on to our first sponsor of the show. So today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today, we're going to continue our exploration of the Warcraft novels with uh, something that's probably appropriate for Shadowlands. Arthas, Rise of the Lich King. Let's have a listen.
0: Is vengeance all that's important to ye? Spare me, Murden, Arthas growled. You weren't there to see what Malganus did to my homeland. What he did to innocent men, women, and children. I've heard what you did, Murden said quietly. Some of your men have been a wee bit free with their tongues when ale has loosened them. I know what to think. But I also know that I cannot judge ye. You. You're right, I wasn't there. Thank the light, I didn't have to make the kind of decision. But even so, something's happening. Ye- Mortar fire and cries of alarm interrupted him. In a heartbeat, Muridan and Arthas had their weapons out and had turned back to the encampment. The men were still scrambling for weapons. Falric was barking orders to the humans while Belgun was organizing the dwarves. There came the sound of engagement from outside the encampment, and Arthas could see the press of undead closing in.
3: So once again, that was Arthas, Rise of the Lich King, written and narrated by Christy Golden. You can find that and nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash 2020 I would like to thank Audible for their support of the show. So, our question of the week for last week was... What is your choice for the community mount, and why is it the superior choice? I didn't get a chance to answer this last week, um, but anybody who follows me on Twitter knows how I feel about this. It is obviously the caterpillar mount.
1: Uh, we did actually read your Twitter uh, response, by the way.
3: I need to say why, though.
1: Okay, go ahead.
3: Because it's a chunky bug. How can you say <laughs> no to a chunky bug? It's a, it's a bug who decided to eat so much that it just forgot how to metamorphosize.
1: In fairness, you don't know what it's actually going to look like. In my head, it's,
3: it's that uh, that that bug from A Bug's Life, the green caterpillar.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I would be on board with that if it looks uh, like that. I,
1: I will also say, I, I've given this some thought this week, and I feel like we will see all five of these mounts in-game, just we will only get one for free.
3: I think that's probably... Uh, not, not out of the rubble possibilities.
1: Just a guess. I, I don't have any confirmation for that. I just have a feel, a good feeling on this one. So you will still get your Chunky buck, Bug even though it will not be the winner.
3: Yeah, it's definitely going to be the Ancient. Because the
1: Slime Cat's the winner. It has to be the
3: winner. The Ancient's winning. None of us are getting our first choices.
1: Ancient should not be the winner.
3: <laughs> well, Bosch Joracy, nice, I see what you did there, says, clearly it's the Caterpillar. I rest my case. Wookie BH says, Slime Saber, because all that slime is a sleek, kitty form. (laughs) Leo Wild says, Ancient, tree mount is great for for Vulpira, Shades of Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot, hence the superiority. Leo Wild, I love your reasoning there. 10 out of 10. Dashkin says, Please God, no more sabers. The tome looks pretty cool, though. Softy says, voted for the Curious Caterpillar. It is the correct choice, as it will be adorable, chasing an apple, looking all cute, and eventually turn into a butterfly when we get flying in Shadowlands. That'd be cool.
2: Yeah. Sniper Frog says, I'm torn, on the one hand. The Ancient would be unique, but I really like the Slime Saber. No, I did not tell him to say that. K O (laughs) C says, the Ancient would be cool, but I want a Gelatin Jiggler Cat. Comatost says, The Ancient, so we can reenact Lord of the Rings. You're not wrong. The Slick Rock says, Spell Tome, as it's likely the only one that will fly. Friesley says, Because the caterpillar can turn into a beautiful butterfly, which means every time we jump to fly, we won't fall to our death, and instead it'll be turned into a gorgeous purple butterfly that is just as fabulous and fantastic as I am. Who didn't grow up reading The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar?
3: Me. That might be after your time. Probably. I definitely read it.
2: I still read it often because that's my profession. But anyways, um, I actually have a Hungry Hungry Caterpillar face mask. Not going to (laughs) lie. Nice. Hey, it's a a huge hit at work. The kids love me for it. Um, Capo says, as a druid main of 15 plus years, the tree is the only acceptable answer. Plus... I can swap to tree form, and be a tree riding a tree. So meta, kind of like when my Pandaren warrior uses a white polar bear mount or a black or a black grizzly bear mount from Darkshore.
3: Meta mounts are pretty cool. I like that. I like that
1: idea too. Uh, Harley nine five one four five two one six says the tone because books are fly. Ah. Uh. Uh, Jigazam says the spell tome because mage mains deserve something besides purple trash can lid burning trash can lid and frozen trash can lid Frowny face Raziel V Kane says treebeard.gif I think that means ancient uh, Vandredor says spell tome clearly because I'm really tired of buying all the freaking tomes for raid swapping talents so they might as well make it a mount and save you some gold I don't think that's how it works, but good try. <laughs> and I'm given the joy and the pleasure of reading the Sarah's Fa- answer of the week. Thanks, Toasty. Uh, says the correct answer is Slammer Cat because it's really two mounts in one. It's Slammer from the Ghostbusters, but he ate Garfield, and Garfield is just slowly decomposing <laughs> his eye-slammer, but Slammer has taken the form of Garfield, and hopefully as you ride it, it poops up lasagna.
3: <clears throat> wow. I don't know if I want to eat that lasagna, man. I mean, <laughs> if you want to eat it, Sarah, that's that's on you. Uh, no, thank you.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I don't want uh, slimy lasagna. No. Anyways, uh, Lawilco uh, says, The comments here have changed my choice to the tone because of my mage main friends nice. Uh, and I do want to say, before we read up the next question next week's question, uh, many of the people who answered the question of the week this week have received a beta key for the Shadowlands. So Yay. if you would like a chance at a beta key for next week, be sure to answer the question of the week. We will probably put it out a little bit earlier than we usually do, so we give more time for people to answer, and we have a lot of beta keys, so it's very possible that everybody who answers who needs one will get a beta key. Just try and be creative, be helpful, and have fun with your answers. And no swearing. Sorry.
3: <clears throat> Speaking of next week's question, our question of the week for next week is with the end of the expansion imminent, what's left on your pre-Shadowlands to-do list? Pretty, um, sir. As far as things that are attainable
1: go, leveling... <laughs> <laughs> Leveling what? my Are you monk. saying are you saying, sir, are you saying that I cannot go from two hundred fifty five thousand gold to five million gold in the span of like two weeks? Even if you could, you'd save that all to pay for your sum. You're right.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, as far as things that are attainable go, my my pre shuttle lands to do list is to continue mount farming and you know the progress of that the complete is completely dependent on RNG unfortunately. As for as for non RNG specific things, um, I'm hoping that I'm able to finish leveling up both my Dark Iron Paladin and my Mistweaver Monk, but we'll see how that goes. What about you guys? Oh, I guess Medros, you finished your pre-shadowlands
1: to-do list? Pretty much. Uh, I, you know, I, I'll probably come back a bit before the actual launch to do the, the pre-expansion stuff since it is kind uh, of here gonna be a phase thing uh, with uh week you know week one week two kind of stuff um, but yeah uh pretty much I'm, I'm where I'm gonna be going to the expansion probably for the most part all right what about you Ellie?
2: I have decided to kind of push islands to the side they'll still be around I might need a couple friends to come queue with me if they don't change it to be a solo queue which I really hope they do. So for now, I'm I'm out of time, so I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm going to focus on doing the five mask solos, which I got really close last week because I got three and a half zones done. Like it was, I was just I was so close, I could taste it. So I'm gonna keep trying to do my solo five masks, and then two sides of every tail, which I may or may not get done, and then once some of those are either completed or no longer able to do, I will start probably during, you know, pre-patch start organizing bags and going through that whole process, which might be a little painful in my main and get ready to fill it with more things in Shadowlands. Awesome.
3: Well, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody else's
2: progression on their pre
3: Shadowlands to do list. Hopefully you having as much luck as we are with uh, achieving your goals.
1: May you both get invincible before we go to Shadowlands.
3: Uh, I'm not holding my breath. That's a
2: pipe dream.
1: I, at least I've seen that it does exist.
2: Oh, I play friends that have it and choose to ride it around right in front of me. It's it's fine. It's fine.
1: I would totally never do that to you.
2: Oh, no, never.
1: Yeah, I would be that girl. I mean, I'm not. I'm really not that girl, really. Come on. You know, be good at that. So, uh, it's time for shout outs. Uh, Allie, go first.
2: Shout out to. i This may have been my shout out last week. I don't really care. Shout out to every single person working on these amazing Afterlives shorts because they are beautiful and their ability to bring up those emotions. Even if you say don't know the story of his own, or don't know this NPC Grovekeeper and what he's up to, like to to be able through this six minute video to bring up so much, so many emotions that just speaks highly of their immense skills, and I really, really am very appreciative of it.
1: Toasty, how about you?
3: Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the team who tonight came back from a two nothing deficit to win in overtime three two over the Vegas Golden Knights. Congratulations to the Dallas Stars, who are making their first trip to the Stanley Cup Finals since the year two thousand.
2: I think I just threw up a little bit.
1: <laughs> I expected that. So Dallas versus New York?
3: Well, uh, it's undetermined.
1: Very likely Dallas versus New York. Uh, I think Tampa's up on that series. Is it? Yeah, Tampa's uh, up on uh, that series. Okay, I thought, I thought I thought the Islanders were in that series. Nope. All right, my bad. So Tampa versus Dallas, then probably. We'll see. Uh, uh, so two southern teams winning in Canada. Okay.
3: <laughs> hey, it'll be the it's first a weird time. year. It'll be the first time in how many years that the Cup's been awarded in Canada?
1: I don't even want to count. Too many.
3: <laughs> been a while.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So my shoutout is going to go to our friend Manny. Uh, he has worked with me to uh, create a new layout for my t- Pokemon Twitch streams, and uh, I very much appreciate his uh, his work, his effort, and his patience with me as I've uh, tweaked and prodded and poked and tried to change things here and there, and then often change my mind back. I'm sure, but uh, I much appreciate the uh, the help and the effort. Uh, it's very very much appreciated. Cool. Thanks, Manny.
2: Manny is awesome.
1: I cannot wait to debut the finished product. Um Yay. But uh, that, on that note, uh, let's do our outro and get ourselves out of here. If you'd like to reach
3: us by voicemail, you can call us at 1785 ata 5 or 1785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Join our new BattleNet group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty stream at twitch.tv slash Can. You can find the show over on Twitter at All Things AZ, Medros is at Medros, Fandeth is at Fandeth, Ali is at Aliandros I'm at Toasty Posty and you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone.
1: And we'll be back next time. In the meantime, take care. Happy hunting. And we'll see you on the other side of, well, Revendrath. Yeah.
3: Give me them gothy boys and gals and non-binary and non-binary pals.
0: This
1: podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network.
0: Copyright 2020.